Hi everyone, and welcome to the second airing of the UNI Guide podcast radio show. For those of you who don't know what we're all about, we're a weekly podcast designed to help students become familiar with some of the different aspects of studying with UNE. Whether that be on campus or online, we've got you covered. For today's podcast, we'll be discussing study-life balance and how to deal with homesickness. I'll be joined by the fantastic Gwen Schumach, who is an expert when it comes to handling student concerns, as well as Matt Bates and TK, who are current students here at UNE. Gwen, would you like to start us off by introducing yourself? Hey Connor, thanks for inviting me. Um, yeah, my name is Gwen Schumach. I'm a psychologist in the counselling service. Um, we are here to yeah look at uh, various support options for students in uh, many different ways. So it's exciting to be able to have this podcast to talk about homesickness and study life balance. Awesome. Thanks for that, Gwen. TK, would you care to go next? Awesome. Uh, hi, I'm TK, a resident leader at Mary White College. I'm going into my third year at UNE and uh, yeah, having a good time. Awesome. Finally, Matt, would you please let the other students know a little bit about yourself? Too easy. G'day guys, my name is Matthew Bates. Uh, I study a bachelor's in social work. I'm in my fourth year and I'm a student leader at Wright College in Village. All right, thanks for that everybody. Uh, now that everyone's introduced themselves, why don't we jump right into things? With so many students moving out of home for the first time and moving hundreds of kilometres just to study on campus and experience college life, I'm sure everyone's feeling nervous and the students who have just made the leap are probably feeling the most nervous. What are your experiences with that, Matt and TK? Oh, well, my experience was very uh, was a very positive one. Um, although I was a bit anxious moving from my hometown of Sydney all the way to the country of Armadale, country city of Armadale. Um, it was a new chapter in my life and I was very excited, but as, as I said, very anxious. Uh, but with the help of student leaders and basically participating in OWIC, I was able to feel more settled and more comfortable before I even started class, which was a big help in, uh, with the move. Oh, yeah, uh, awesome. And uh, college has been great for me. I got straight into it pretty much. I uh, enjoyed all of, the, uh, all of the stuff the JCR organised and, uh, you know, just generally getting to meet people from other colleges, you know, people who are doing online study who came down for the welcome ceremony and stuff like that. Um, you know, just building a sense of community on campus was uh, great um, and sort of helped a lot with those kind of nerves, I guess. Um, the more I sort of uh, moved out and sort of got to know other people, the better it sort of got. Awesome. All right, Gwen, do you have any advice for students who are nervous to move into college or town to add on to that? It's huge, isn't it? Like, I think it's something that is so normal. Pretty much every student who starts university goes through some form of adjustment and it can affect you in many different ways. There are the people who, yeah, even just as they're travelling up here, start to get very anxious and um, get really affected by the idea of moving and um, being away from family, having to adjust into a whole new way of life. And then the other people who, you know, it's two weeks down the track who really get affected and it surprises them because they might not have anticipated they'd be a person who gets um, homesick. Um, so there's a huge range of times in which it can affect you and also the way it can affect you. Sometimes it can just be through getting sick of having noise around and um, just wanting some peace and quiet. It can be through missing your friends and family, um, hating the food, um, trying to figure out how to you know, share a communal bathroom and things like that. So there's a lots of triggers um, and a lot of different times in which they can come in and impact you. Like the guy said though, I think 
being part of a community, um, which is an instant fit often, um, can really help soften that for you, that you the anticipatory worry almost is worse than the reality. It's like you think, oh gosh, I'm going to be on my own, I don't know anybody. Um, but then you get up here and everybody's feeling a similar thing, hopefully you figure out quickly, and you fit into a community that's all working with a positivity and excitement to make this a really cool experience. So hopefully most people find those nerves reduce pretty quick. Thanks for that, Gwen. That was great advice. Um, just moving on to the next topic that we have here, how long do students usually take to experience homesickness and is it normal to experience homesickness really early in the year or later in the year? Uh, well, I, I feel as though homesickness can occur throughout any time in university, especially when stressful times come up like exams or assignments. And it's one of those things where homesickness doesn't really go away until you sort of start feeling more comfortable in yourself and your surroundings. Yeah, for me, I think I found, you know, um, being a student leader, I've sort of seen it set in uh, from people set foot on the ground here uh, when they arrive in Armadale. And it's it can be quite um, uh, difficult to, you know, move past that feeling and start actually unpacking or actually start settling in. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it can happen at any time I've found throughout the trimester, uh, even, you know, just before exams, you know, when you think you're pretty well settled and you've kind of hit your groove, it can just creep up on you and, yeah, there, just takes you out. Mm -hmm. We really see it correlate with fatigue and certainly from my own experience, I distinctly remember being a fresher and I think it was like on the Saturday after O week and I remember just crying and being like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like I've had the best week. I'm so like like stoked to be here. And then I just got really emotional. And for me, fortunately, like it was able to pass and I like rang and spoke to my family and got all those reassurances. They hadn't forgotten me. Um, and I had some friends who had made at college who I could speak to about it and we we're all going through the same thing. Um, but yeah, so f for me, it was like, a, you know, hitting a brick wall, the sudden realisation of it. Um, but f as a service, I think we see it correlates really closely with fatigue, that it's as, and some, you know, fatigue again is different for everybody where you tire out. But um, as you start to get a little bit tired, maybe the adrenaline's worn off often after O week when you've started classes and you're like, oh, okay, this is actually, you know, studying was the other part of why I'm here. It's not just for college life. Um, we can see that people start to get, yeah, a bit more affected by it then. So, but it, yeah, absolutely. As TK said, it can happen right from the moment you start to up until exam time um, and it can hit you by surprise. So there's no right or wrong. There's no normal and unnormal. It's just a, a spectrum. <laughs> All right. If I were feeling homesickness and I was struggling to cope with all of the, the pressure that comes with uni and moving to a new place, what sort of things could I do to co combat that, that, that feeling that I'd be getting? Uh, I think I've originally found um, that, you know, being originally from South Africa, um, having moved uh, quite a while back and, you know, having to settle in a few times, what mostly comes up for me in terms of homesickness is, you know, missing food and, you know, all, all the culture we had back at home with like South African gatherings and stuff like that. And um, just sort of the way I combated it was, you know, reaching out to family, getting those recipes, making a big cookout with some friends that you've met at college or in town and, you know, just making a community where, you know, you feel like one may be lacking or, you know, just getting into the environment and sort of making the best of it. Yeah, I feel as though uh, keeping yourself busy around college, especially during O-Week and doing all these activities around, really helps you try to grasp those new experiences, especially here at university. And just putting yourself out there as, as a new, new student. 
Woody. Sorry, guys, we've got a dog. Um, <laughs> he's just coming into the studio. Very lovely dog. Oh, he's so cute. He's incredibly cute. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just putting yourself out there as a fresher, doing as many things as possible, and trying just to enjoy the time you're going to be spending there because most likely you're going to be spending three to four years here studying and making new memories. So, might as well make the most of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Start off with normalising your experience. There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> You're not going to feel this way forever. Um, homesickness really is something that comes and goes. Um, and so so don't panic if that's the symptom that's coming through. Um, I think, like TK is saying, homesickness is often based in a very physical experience for us. It's often very sensory based. So it's having a new room, a new location, a new bed, not the same food. Um, and so wherever you can to try and create familiar reminders of stuff that does make you feel good, of eating stuff that's familiar or, you know, you're bringing up your doona <laughs> from home, having, um, if you're somebody who, you know, really benefits from exercising or from having a cup of coffee or something or a shower in the morning, keep up those same things that you did at home. Um, but also try and balance it with creating what is a good new routine for you in your life at college. Um, thinking of those things that worked for you before, if you're a morning person and all of a sudden you're forcing yourself to get up at 6am because you think that's what everyone's doing, you know, tweak that. Make it make it work for you and what routine is sustainable. Um, if you're noticing that you're burning out from so many college social functions, make a choice of which ones you want to go to um, or maybe make sure you're getting enough sleep. <laughs> sleep, again, is another thing that correlates really strongly with homesickness and that fatigue I was talking about. So protect your sleep. Make sure you're not just partying and going along to everything um, at the cost of your sleep. Um, speaking to people from home too. So just, again, along that sensory thing, just hearing a familiar voice. Um, you know, don't, Australian accents is such a, <laughs> a jarring thing that you either love or you hate. And for a lot of our international students, I'm sure that just having Australian accents around is really hard. So trying to talk to somebody who reminds you of home um, and also but reminds you of your new experience. So I'm not locking yourself away to just focus on home, trying to keep your focus very much on this new life and this new experience, but trying to combine both worlds, I guess. I think I found that there are a few South African students here on campus as well and, you know, just sort of seeing them in units from time to time or, you know, seeing them on campus and saying, hey, really helped me as well. So just on that note. All right. Say from a student perspective, if I've tried all of these things, I've reached out, I've created a support network, um, I've tried contacting family at home, I've tried to make my, my space feel as homely as possible. If things still aren't working out for me, how long should I leave it before I decide to call it quits and consider my other options seriously? Uh, Well, personally, I feel uh, the first trimester would be a good time frame to be able to decide whether or not college or university life is for you or not. I mean, it's one of the busiest times and it is one of the most stressful times, but I feel as though if you can get through that, you can get through the majority of things in life and in university. And it's one of those it's one of those experiences that you're gonna live with forever. So, like I said before, putting yourself out there and trying to make the most of it before you decide to leave is one, probably the best way to go about it. Yeah, um, for me, I think it took me quite a while to actually get into a routine and actually remember people's names uh, while I was actually getting around. Because even as a leader, you know, so many new faces every now and then you have to re-meet someone or you know. Um, kind of reach out again um luckily we have our names on our shirt so that kind of makes it easier for everyone else to sort of get to know us but um yeah i think uh the first trimester is definitely a good time frame because it can take a while for you know things to settle down i mean a week um and the first few weeks are so intense and everything's happening at such a fast pace that you kind of 
you, you kind of lose track of everything that's happening in the background and it's it's good to you know get to the quieter part of the trimester and you know reevaluate and sort of find out you know what exactly are my options you know how is my social network kind of working at the moment um, how is everyone doing and kind of checking up on other people as much as yourself because you're probably not alone in that feeling absolutely I think there, there can be a tendency if things don't feel good to just for some students to, to sort of pack up and go and um, that can be really sad you know all of a sudden you realize that, that person's not there anymore and they've just stopped studying or they've, they've gone back home to study online um, really like what you guys were saying if just to give to push through it you know like identify you're not feeling good it doesn't mean you have to keep not feeling good um, but try to think curiously about it versus panic <laughs> um, so think okay I'm not feeling well I don't like enjoy things here so what can I change or what should I try to look at in my support network to make that experience better it does really take eight weeks to develop a new routine really for anything like if you want to start going to the gym more um, that's what people say so you've got to give it a good eight weeks to know if that routine is sustainable or if you're wasting your money um, and so kind of like what Matt's saying a trimester is a good period of time just to see if it's going to work um, providing you're not just waiting out and just saying oh, I'll just I'll sit here and stew in this misery but you use that time wisely and think okay let's re reach out connect to support services um, and see if that can improve it. All right, thanks for that, guys. We're just going to go on a quick song break. Coming up next on 106.9 Tune FM is Viva La Vida by Coldplay.
got TK, Matt and Gwen here answering some questions um, related to uh, dealing with homesickness and study life balance. So I'm going to kick off the next question with are there any services which UNE, uh, at UNE, sorry, which I can utilize to help me with my homesickness? Awesome. Uh, so I think sort of just leading uh, from the other things we've discussed with, you know, getting involved with the community and, you know, building a social network, it's um, usually going to friends first and, you know, just asking how are they doing? Are they sort of experiencing the same things? You know, just reaching out to them because often it is everyone that's sort of just feeling the same things and, you know, it's it helps just to talk it through with other people um, and, you know, reaching out. Um, but I've also found that, you know, the resident leaders at the colleges are always pretty good. Um, you know, just other um, leaders around the college like JCR and stuff like that um, and community members that help out and, um, you know, get activities going and, uh, you know, just building that sense of community and having that there is good to reach out to. But, you know, um, if that starts to sort of break down a little bit, I guess uh, the next step would be either heads of college or, you know, um, going to counsellors or CAPS um, because they're really good at sort of helping try and find steps and pathways, um, you know, to try and help out with those situations. Yeah, uh, just jumping on what the back of TK just said, uh, I've been a student leader at Wright College and Village for about three years now, and it's been a crazy experience, and there's a lot of been, been a lot of uh, positives and negatives, but it's one of those first things that it, we provide a service to make sure that these freshers and these new students are feeling the most comfortable that they can. And if we can't provide that type of stuff, we move them and like promote them onto stuff like counseling and CAPS and services just like that to ensure that they feel the most at home and comfortable and safe as possible. It's good to hear guys, it's great that you, you feel so comfortable to refer them across, which is fantastic. And that's something we really promote too, is that peers and leaders in college are usually the number one stop to catch um, any mental health concerns. We also like to draw the line though and make it really clear that there is a limit to how much the leaders um, and your friends can do to support you if you've got a concern. And that's not to say that you shouldn't talk to them about it, um, but to be really mindful and really respectful of the fact that it takes a team. It's it, we, There's a risk of burning out sometimes if we put too much pressure on people within the college to provide that support, support. So as much as possible, that proactive focus on looking after yourself, um, but also accepting. If someone says, you know what, like I think I'm a bit worried about you, but this is kind of beyond what I can do, or um, I want to really stay in the role as your friend, I don't want to turn into a counsellor, um, to respect that and then to think, okay, cool, let's, let's be more comfortable with getting a referral across. Excellent. Shifting gears here a little bit, what are some of the common ways that you've seen students manage uh, a healthy study life balance and do you have any tips for them that can help better manage their time? Uh, tips? Well, scheduling is a really big thing. I feel like it gets drilled into you in high school about organising your time, your study time and your personal life. So probably be, the number one tip I could give would be scheduling and being able to make lists even daily of small things that you have to do throughout the day. Something that you, d you can do and you can tick off and you feel something accomplished rather than worrying about all the big things you have to worry about like assignments at the end of the month or anything like that. So yeah. 
Awesome. Um, yeah, just on the back of that, um, I've noticed that, you know, when I first started um, trying to, you know, make lists for uh, how I'm sort of managing the li- uh, the difference between personal and, you know, um, study life, I used to start with massive chunks like, do all of my study for this week in unit X. And uh, that does not work, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I found that, you know, breaking it down into even like five minute chunks, just, you know, saying, hey, like this is all I need to do in the next five minutes. If I get through that, awesome. If not, well, I have some other spare time through the day and, you know, just not scheduling just study time one after the other, you know, having stuff like getting up, stretching your legs, going for a little walk, a a jog or a run or or anything, or, you know, doing those dishes that may be sitting on your um, table for like the last week or something, you know, just getting those little things out of the way because they can really help you feel better about your um, sort of environment. Because I know definitely for me that if my environment isn't as clean or as um, comfortable as I'd like it to be, I'm not going to be anywhere anywhere near as um, productive as I'd like to be in that just does not feed well into one another. Um, But yeah, just also uh, group study sessions, you know, people you meet in other units and um, around college, like a lot of people will be studying similar things and, you know, definitely returners and uh, past students always have like, always have notes and other sort of tips and tricks about how, you know, um, if you're struggling with studying a certain unit, they may have some insight into how they did it. And, you know, um, there's lots of different pathways to approach that way, um, which is, which I've found really good for, you know, helping the actual study load itself. Um, But yeah, just, you know, making sure that you are taking downtime, otherwise you're not actually going to get through your study for that fast because you're going to burn out really validating to hear you say that because yeah so often we have students come to us and say like I've got this awesome timetable um, but it's still not working and you look at it and it is so tightly scheduled that like even if you were a robot it would be hard to get to all those things on the list. We kind of recommend if you if you want to do a timetable if you want to look at like a you know a loose scheduling thing that you actually start off with the good stuff first so look at your week and think okay these you know this is a college event I want to go to or this is my sporting commitments or this is my other hobbies and stuff that I, I have to do or I want to do um, and then work your way back from there because you'll find yourself way more motivated to get stuff done if you've got those carrots embedded in it. So when you look at your timetable, you don't just want to spew, you look at it and you're like, oh, actually that's just a helpful organisation for my week Um, and I'm actually really motivated to make a productive Monday because that means I do get the whole weekend off or I get to really enjoy this function and um, not having the back of my head, I haven't got to what I need to do. so yeah, starting off on a, an awareness. Also even just looking, like when you're looking at enrolling at the beginning of a trimester, there can be a compulsion and particularly Centrelink to think I've got to do like three or four units a trimester. Um, but you can set yourself up to fail if you don't actually look meaningfully at that. So like think ahead of time. Like if you know that you've got a busy time coming up, look at it from an hourly, you know, how many hours in a week do you actually have to apply to this? We recommend you try and put aside like 12 hours per unit of study. So if you're saying, actually, you know what, when I think about my week, I don't have space for 36 hours, right from the get-go, you've got to look at your enrolment and make you set yourself up for success there. So really, I guess the moral of that story is just to look ahead. Don't just feel that you're on this um, you know, hamster wheel and you've just got to keep up. Look ahead, take the time to plan it out, and you'll find it's much more successful. This question's already been slightly answered um, previously, but just to reiterate, what are some of the common mistakes that you see students frequently making when it comes to time management? Uh, one of the, uh, personally, one of the common mistakes I personally see is finding that healthy balance and being too invested into one specific thing. I can remember back in my first year from personal experience, I was too invested into studying 
and my social life was depleting rapidly and I wasn't organizing or splitting my time up and making that healthy balance that you should between your studies and your social life. So one of the most common mistakes I found is just being too invested into something. So as, as a student and as a person, you need to be able to split your time and manage your time to be able to do social things and to be able to do take care of yourself and not focus all on study or on or the opposite. So it's one of those things where it's a give and choose and you just sort of have to, you have to play it by your own cards and balance it out yourself and like figure it out, yeah. Yeah, for me, I think it's sort of in the same vein where you sort of, you know, you notice people going to only specific events or, you know, you don't see them for days at a time where they're just sitting in their room the entire time, you know, uh, like rocking back and forth in this blanket because (laughs) they've got three assignments coming up in the next week and they haven't been able to schedule any of them and they just, they're just losing it because they, yeah, just falling out from stress. But, um, yeah, that's definitely something that I would probably look out for is, you know, if you notice friends are, you know, going out constantly or they or you haven't seen them in a few days check up on them and you know ask them how they're going you know how they're finding your how they're finding their study load and stuff like that and just sort of making sure that they um feel like they've got a bit of a balance like matt said which is really important yeah and knowing what works for you, like it's really good to have, like as some people do just want to focus on the books and they work really well with a really tightly scheduled day and other people don't. So if you've got a sense that you're someone who likes to leave things for the last, to the last minute and that works for you and you're not really motivated to change it, then there's not really a problem with that if it's working. Um, but if you, of course, that means that you're they're not getting the marks you should or you're submitting things later, it's super stressful for you all the time, then that's good to review. So just know yourself, know what's normal. Um, it's when those things, those basic things like not sleeping well, or not eating well, if you're a social person and you're not getting out, if that starts to change, that's often ind- indicative that overall maybe you're not you're not in a good place or you're not getting the balance right. So, um, yeah, use curiosity. It's what we come back to all the time is be curious about your behaviour. Don't just think it's just, you know, you're just not sleeping well and that's that. Be curious to think why. All right, guys, thanks for that. Um, we're going to go on another quick song break. Coming up next is Like It Like That by Guy Sebastian here on 106.9 Tune FM.
All right, and we're back. I'm Connor from the UNE Guide podcast and radio show, and I'm joined by TK, Matt, and Gwen, who are going to be talking about, uh, or going to continue to be talking about, study life balance and how to deal with homesickness. We've got one more topic which I quickly want to touch on. Um, we've spoken about a lot on the show already. If I need help managing my study uh, and life balance, who can I get in contact with to help me out with this? Um, yeah, so I think what helped me, especially in my first year, was I reached out to my resident leaders. Um, back then we called them academic mentors, but that's since shifted a little bit. Um, but yeah, they were really good with, you know, sort of helping us to get a general idea of, you know, about how many hours we need to spend a week on each unit. Um, and that sort of really helped. Like Wen said, about 12 hours a week for one unit maybe a lot for say a psych unit where there's two contact hours a week and there's a lot happening in the background and it may not take 12 hours and then you've got some other law ones which I've heard from my friends that you know there are so many pre-readings that it takes up a lot more um, so just you know uh, talking with a friend or an, a resident leader just about you know how to try and fit everything in and um, yeah keeping that kind of routine in check and uh, trying to set it out not so rigid that you don't have any room to move even for a toilet break yeah Uh, yeah, just backing up from what tk said uh the big thing that we do at our college or specifically i do um is go through social media uh study groups online tip sheets on forum pages um going onto our local college page and checking out different times for study sessions and getting answers to questions that we might not be able to find on the internet uh, and just being able to use the wide range of social media that we have here on campus and be able to find different forms of information is a really big thing and it's really it's really neat to manage that type of study life balance because you can use it basically at any point during the day you don't have to wait for an email you don't have to wait for a call you just basically just go go with the flow I guess yeah great to know that you you, you use those services because that's what we have them there for is for students to self-service because often that's um, really empowering to figure out a solution to your own concern Um, We offer study gym appointments at the counselling service, so in addition to seeing students for um, mental health related concerns, you can also ring up and just ask for a study gym which focuses on all this stuff in um, more detail. Alright guys, uh, I'm going to thank you for being on the show. It was an excellent experience uh, for myself and I'm sure it was for you guys as well. Um, special thanks to everybody who's been listening uh, and also to Tune FM for letting us have the show on their station. I mentioned this last time, but just a little reminder, it's absolutely normal to experience some stress and anxiety when moving to a new place for the first time, let alone moving hundreds of kilometres to live in a new town or college. I just want to let you all know that you're not alone in feeling this way and the majority of new students experience these feelings at one point or another as well. Make sure to reach out for help if you need it there's also someone to get in contact with. There's always someone to get in contact with if you need it as well. Feel free to tune in next week to hear us talk about enrolling late uh, and what to do to get back on top of things if you do. I hope that you all had an enjoyable listening experience and good luck with your studies in trimester one. If you have recommendations or want any further information about the topics we've discussed so far, you can get in contact via the UNE Student Success Facebook page.